Hello, welcome to episode three of Black People Don't. I am your host, Aaliyah KCH. I hope you all had a good Juneteenth. I hope you all had a good July 3rd day off. Um, I hope July as a whole is treating you all well. I myself just turned 29 years old and it's slowly setting in, but at my next birthday, it's going to be my 30th birthday and I don't know how to feel just yet. Guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Anyway, on this episode, I'm going to attempt a few things. Number one. I'm going to try to record this without saying um 511 times. This will be a challenge for me. So if you're feeling up to it, you can count at home how many times I say it or even make a drinking game out of it. Totally up to you. Number two, I'm going to make this episode as lighthearted as possible. Obviously, the country is still going through a lot as more and more cases of police brutality are coming to light. So I want this episode to be a little bit of a break. And by that, I mean the subject matter won't be as heavy as my last episode. And number three, I want to try, try, try to make this episode longer than 15 minutes. I'm not sure if any of y'all are familiar with making a podcast But it is very weird to be sitting here talking to myself for any longer than 15 minutes. But I will do my best. Um, I think I can accomplish that goal as I talk about myself when it comes to today's topic, which is microaggressions. I posted a photo on my Instagram uh, on June 15th, something like that. And it seemed to resonate with people very, very well. And even as I put this episode together, people are still liking it, commenting on it, sharing it, all that good stuff. So I figured this subject deserved its own episode. Now we've got to start this topic off with a definition. What the heck is a microaggression? A quick Google search reveals that it is a statement, action, or incident regarded as an instance of indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group such as a racial or ethnic minority. That was a mouthful. It's a lot to take in, and I'll try my best to break it down. Think of it as being passive-aggressive to a particular group of people But instead of being fueled by something they did to you that you don't like, you're fueled by stereotypes you've heard about them. You can think of microaggressions as being the opposite of macroaggressions, which is just outright violent, pointed hate crimes against a particular minority group. To sum up, microaggressions are those seemingly innocent things you say or do that you may not mean any harm by, but carry negative connotations for a particular group. The use of the term microaggression goes all the way back to the 1970s with coinage credit going to multiple people. 
Now, like I said, the inspiration for this episode came from a post I made on Instagram. So I'll be using that post for today's discussion. Most of those microaggressions have been applied to me at various points in my life. Many of the microaggressions on the post are similar or have similar implications. Things like, you talk like a white girl, or you act white, or you're not really black, or you don't really count. And the classic, you're an Oreo, black on the outside and white on the inside. These are things that I've heard about myself all throughout high school and even into college. And I was incredibly naive. I took them as compliments, not once thinking about what the antithesis was. I talk like a white girl, meaning I enunciate my words and have a larger than average vocabulary as opposed to a black girl. Black girls can't speak properly. That's not how they meant it when they said that, but that's what was implied. I act white, meaning that I'm quiet and polite as opposed to what being loud and ghetto. That's not what they meant, but it was implied. Now, this may come as a shock to some people. But these are not things that I've heard from white people. For the most part, I heard them from other black people. It was always something about my blackness that didn't fit the mold of the blackness that they were used to. Hearing them say things like, you're not really black or you don't really count was incredibly alienating. And for a long time, I truly felt like I couldn't identify as black at all. Now, before actually hearing all of these things, I never really had a, I don't want to say stance, but like a position in race relations. Um, In a previous episode, I mentioned that I am from California and I moved to Alabama when I was 13. Now, if you all think about your lives before the age of 13, for the most part, it was all sunshine and rainbows and peaches and cream and ice cream, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I mentioned that I was incredibly naive. That remained true um, for this particular era in my life before the age of 13, where I was in middle school when I came to realize that my best friend from kindergarten was half Asian. Like that's how far removed I was from anything race related. I had no idea. I was completely mind blown when I found that out. Like we never talked about it, but you know, it is a fact in our lives that she's half Asian and I'm black and neither one of us really thought about it. So going back to high school and hearing these things like you're not really black or you don't really count. um, I really did feel like I didn't count. And there was a literal period in time where I would say out of my mouth, I'm not black. 
I'd say something stupid like, oh, I'm brown, I'm not black, whatever. Thankfully, nobody took me seriously, but it goes to show the effect that words have on people. And it's only been recently that I really started to started to believe and understand that black people are not a monolith, meaning that there's more than one way to be black. Um, you got the black emo kids, black theater kids, the nerdy kids, the jocks, the thugs, whatever. There's literally more than one way to be black. And if we're shifting our speech to say all black lives matter, then we need to mean it. We need to be aware that particular speech and behaviors aren't exclusive to just one type of person. And we need to be inclusive uh, inclusive to those who, um, who don't fit the stereotypes of what a black person should be. Now, in the interest of us all learning together, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the other type of microaggression, which is omission. Um, when it comes to race relations in the United States, things typically are black or white. And in saying things like black people and white people, we leave out other races like Native Americans, Pacific Islanders, Hispanics, Asians, um, just omitting them in the conversation about race is a microaggression in itself. Um, and the connotation behind that is that they don't matter. We're not talking about them right now. We probably will never talk about them. Black, white, black, white. That is a microaggression. Um, and obviously you look at the media, like movies and TV and all that stuff, and you see um, who plays the lead in certain TV shows and movies. Is it a black person? Is it a white person? Who are they omitting? The Asians, Native Americans, Hispanics. They don't have lead roles. It's very tough for them. And that in itself, like I said, is a microaggression. And we all need to be aware of that. So, my call to action is to watch what you say and what you do. Especially if you are around younger people. Young people are sponges. They say, do, copy, mimic, imitate everything. So we need to be especially careful around the young people, especially if they're going to be the ones reshaping our future. Now, you may not mean any harm behind your words, but they can carry weight like you wouldn't even imagine. And the effects can be long lasting. Ask Candace Owens. You know, she's on her platform um, saying things that she actually does truly believe because of the way she was treated as a youth by people who look like her. She's obviously a very well-educated young lady, but she's been alienated by people who look like her who, um, for whatever reason, thought, thought that she thought she was better than them. So these are now the things that she believes that uh, black people uplift their worst player or whatever she said um, but these are things that she believes in her heart because of the way she was treated so we need to be careful with each other and think about how what we say and do can leave an impression okay so I'll leave y'all with that and I'll catch up with y'all next time 
Be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Black People Don't Pod. That is Black People spelled out don't P-O-D. And make sure you send me um, some questions. If you have any comments, concerns, let me know how you're liking this whole podcast thing. Um, Share your experiences, whether they be your experiences being black or being an ally. Um, Just let me know. Like I said, we're all learning together and you cannot learn if you do not ask. So I have been Aaliyah KCH. Y'all have a good day.